Hello, and welcome to Dependisplaining, the podcast. Your one and only true crime, military-related podcast that's here for you all the time, every week. Bring you your true crime fix and your military topics. I am Jen. And I'm Veronica. And that was a beautiful, beautiful intro. <laughs> Thank you. I've had a lot of practice <laughs> with with words this week. It's been better. <laughs> Did you do your mouth stretches? You know, how now brown yeah. cow. Mouth yeah, stretches. totally ready. <laughs> well, like I said, I did a lot of singing today, so I think I prepared myself. Yeah. 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 Your life is a song, Jen. You know what? You can turn anything into a song, so. Yeah. You dance to the beat of your own melody. I really yeah. do. And I will, and I will laugh at myself as I do it too. You are your it's own great. hook. <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Thanks. How are you, Veronica? Oh, uh, good. It's not bad. <laughs> things could be better, but honestly, they're small potato, small potatoes, small potatoes that I'm sweating over here. It's not bad. It's doing. I'm doing potatoes. good. Yeah. Speaking of sweating, it's fucking hot outside. It's only like mm-hmm. 88 degrees, which you know, for a California girl like me, that is comfortable weather. However, yes, it's one of those yeah. is actually 88 feels like 235. Yes. Yeah. 235 degrees Celsius. Yeah. If you like that kind of weather, <laughs> come live here where I am because I am on the sun. Literally, people. Yeah. <laughs> it's boiling over here. Yes. Yeah. That humidity really just ups the, the temperature yeah. like no other. Yes. Yeah. It's not fun. It's very sweaty outside, so stay mm-hmm. indoors, you guys. Um, other than that, I don't have anything going on. It's been a fun day today. Uh, oh, I was gonna tell you before we started recording. Totally off topic. Totally, but it's maybe a fun. That's maybe a what we're here for. Story to share. I was at the gym the other day, and I um parked my car right, and the car next to me on my right side and because i've said this i'm in japan my steering wheel is on the right side as am i when i'm driving (laughs) on the right side well thank Thank goodness goodness. i'm glad you're on the correct side (laughs) so the person next to me on my right had backed up into their parking space but they were kind of at an angle so their front wheel was very close to my side of the parking space they weren't yeah she wasn't over the line she was still in her you know within her limits and i was like oh okay well i have room i was driving my husband's car so his car's little and i was getting out Mm -hmm. and the occupant was in the car and she saw that i was gonna get out and she got out and came around her car and watched me get out of my car Making sure that I... Yeah. What? Yeah, it was so strange. I was like, what is she... Like, I didn't say anything to her, but I could feel her looking at me. And I kind of, like, glanced over my shoulder as I have, like, my... The driver door open. I'm getting out. Like, I was like, what the hell? She's staring at me. And then I closed the door and started walking back. And she turned around like she was going to walk out. And she heard me open the the um, back door. Mm-hmm. And she turned around again and started watching me. And I started pulling out my stuff. I had, like, my backpack and my speaker in there. And then she watched me the whole time. And then I closed the door and then she left. And I was like, what the fuck was that about? 
It's like, was she seriously watching me make sure I didn't hit her car? First of all, her car was yeah. all banged up. It had like the hood looked like it had a lot of sun damage. And she was yeah. parked at a weird angle and she knew it. And that's yeah. why she was watching me. And I was like, seriously? What's wrong with you? Who I does that? And, and even if like, yeah, who does that? Who just gets out of their car and watches she somebody else creepily <laughs> and then leave? Yeah, it was really strange. No. Yeah. And then because she was watching me, she made me nervous and I forgot my phone in the car. And so I got into the gym yeah. and I was like, oh, shit, I don't have my phone. And I walked out. And it was kind of drizzling, and as I am unlocking the car door, it starts pouring. So uh, I hop in the car, and I'm like, I got to go. Like, I can't sit in here until it passes over because I have to teach. So I grabbed my phone, and I ran back, and it was like I was getting pummeled. I It soaked me. And then I got to the gym door, and it started dying out. I was like, of course. Of course. Of course it does. Of course. And I walked in, and mm-hmm. I was drenched from head to toe. And that's how I had to teach my class in very wet pants, which is fine because they hid my crotch sweat. <laughs> it's always a problem. Mm-hmm. It's always a problem. You were already prepared to be sweaty. So, yeah, that's good. Jen, did you get my text that I <laughs> sent you yesterday about what my um incident that I yes. had in class? Yes, yes. It's so funny because I meant to reply. I meant to watch it yesterday because I saw it at the end of the day at work. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait. It's another <laughs> video. Like, yes. I can't wait. Yeah. And then I totally forgot. And then I saw it today and I was like, oh, my God, I, I can't wait to watch this. Yes. So <laughs> I was teaching my class and at the end of the class, I was going to do an ab workout and I was trying to tell uh, my participants what the moves were gonna be right and I try to look around at the class make sure I make eye contact make sure everybody's kind of getting what I'm saying and I went to say the name of the exercise which is scissor kicks or flutter kicks and I think I meant to say fluttering but then I said <laughs> <laughs> And then I said, we're going to scissor. <laughs> Instead of we're going to <laughs> And I didn't think anything of it until I saw a gentleman in the back row that made the space like, what the fuck did she just say? <laughs> he didn't see me. What are we doing? Yeah, he did not see me. And I saw him. And then... It, I laid back on my mat like I just kind of like that happened right I said we're going to, we're going to scissor and then side <laughs> to side and I had seen his face and I just laid back and I was laughing hysterically into my mic <laughs> into my head <laughs> for like a good 10 seconds I don't think anybody caught on and then I just composed myself and I did the workout and then I came home and I told Kyle about it and I lost my shit I lost it. I was like, I had to keep, I had to stay composed for the class. I was like, but it was yeah. so funny. You just missed, you needed Lindsay's commentary. <laughs> someone, I wish someone would have shouted like when you said, okay, we're going to scissor. And if someone would have shouted with a partner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by ourselves or with a partner. <laughs> 
my goodness. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, it was really. It was a really naughty moment. I thought. We are all grown adults here. <laughs> How can we be <laughs> acting like this? Yeah, so it was it was hilarious. But I was like, I just kind of like melted into my <laughs> to my mat. I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. Oh, Scissoring. That's Veronica always <laughs> keeping it spicy. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's my life. What's your life like today, Jen, or throughout the week? Mm. It's just, it's been an interesting week. Yeah. It went slow and fast at the same time. Mm-hmm. And now it's over. And I'm glad. Yeah. Now it's the weekend. Your kids, well, almost the weekend, for those of you that are listening yes. to the episode. Yeah. My kids yes. didn't have school today. And it was fine yeah. until it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. they're fine. Just mine still at school. We have a coming up in October, we have like a four or five day weekend. It's kind of crazy. Like we'll have Friday off, the weekend, then Monday will be a holiday, and then Tuesday will be another um professional development day. So we'll have oh. one, two, three, four, five five days off. That's oh. crazy. That is crazy. That's happening in a couple weeks and I'm excited. Just a little. If you can't tell, I'm right. super excited. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna sit on my butt today. I'm not gonna do anything but a load of laundry." And I almost did that, except I started getting kind of restless. I was like, "I need to move. Like, I can't do this. I should have gone somewhere. I should have done run some errands or something." <laughs> nope. Yeah. And then when I did I the, feel ya. I did the POW run with Kyle because he went with the fire department. And I was like, I'm not running. I didn't realize I was going to run. I thought it was going to be a walk. <laughs> I was like, I didn't, I'm not wearing the correct sports bra for this. I was like, I'll just walk behind you guys. So I did a few laps. I did just over a mile of <laughs> sweet sauce. Yeah. They kept going. They were doing awesome. But again, it was so hot. And Kyle's like, oh, gosh, the sushi's coming back up. I was like, oh, that's not good. Oh, I'm leaving. <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> not good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had the Palmyra run here today they did it yeah and palmia they had a whole bunch of stuff going on today it was a down day palmia run they're also celebrating uh 74th anniversary of the air force Woo! Woo! which is tomorrow i guess right the i think the birthday is actually this september 18th happy birthday air force right happy birthday yeah happy birthday and yeah, I don't know, there's something else my brain yeah. Sorry, guys. It's okay. There goes my brain. It was here. Now it's gone. There it goes. That's all I have. Bye. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> Wherever it goes, Jen never knows where it is. So There you were. Bye. There you were. <laughs> there you were. Now we're over. Um, anything else? Uh, well, the only thing I can think of is plug-in. Plug, plug us in. in. Plug it in. Plug it in. And you plug your headphones into our podcast. And when you do, you know, like every week, you can reach us at dependisplaining at gmail.com or Facebook, Instagram. Tweet us with your stories, comments, anything you want to share with us at all. We're here for you, as we tell you. And then also, while you're on that app, go ahead and rate and subscribe. Yeah. Five stars. Yeah. 
and then share with your friends and family. Please. 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 Just do it already. Yeah. You know you want to. Just. We tell you every week. Yeah. Veronica put, puts it in your ears. <gasps> in those ears. And yeah. tells you. Why are you doing do it? it? You're so not listening. You're not listening. <laughs> this is what I tell my children mm-hmm. when they're not listening. <laughs> You're not listening. You're not listening. Can you open your so ears? That's why we have to repeat it. Yeah. Re- repeat it twice just for you in one episode. So mm-hmm. go do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Please do so. And that way we can keep giving you some stories here. And I have a story mm-hmm. for you today, Jen. Yes. Yay. I got most of my information on Wikipedia. A article on something called the canoe.com and then in a podcast I listened to briefly on YouTube called True Crime Librarian. And today Oh I'm- Oh, sorry. <gasps> Side note, I know who that is, True Crime True Crime Librarian. Oh, do you? Yes. Who that? Uh so my friend, my friend Catherine here, it's actually her friend that she knows Catherine, I'm so sorry if you listen to this friend and of I a friend? totally butcher it. It's a friend. She it's her friend. Oh. It's her friend. She knows her Texas or Oklahoma. It's somewhere, right, Catherine? I swear I was listening to you, but I told you my brain shut off today. What? But Let anyway, sorry. Know. We'll do a crossover but with the lady. Yeah, she she knows she's friends with her, yeah. Okay. Well yeah, I listened to hers and I got some info from her as well. So good to know. Sweet. Friend of a friend. Sorry, of a friend side of note. A friend. <laughs> Thank <Yes>. you. <laughs> okay. Well, today I'm going to be covering Marine veteran John Battaglia Jr. Mm, okay. Have okay. you heard have you heard about him? I have not. So this is a person who was only in the military briefly and committed mm-hmm. his crimes afterwards. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. There's murder in this story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Is there murder? Water? <gasps> no. No murder okay. water. But Good. it's in a murdery state. We'll get to it. You'll mm-hmm. see. You'll see. Okay. One of those. I'm ready. One of those states. Um, so John Battaglia Jr., he was born August 2nd, 1955. He is the son of retired Lieutenant Colonel John Battaglia Sr. <sighs> Why? Would you would you name your son David? No. Yeah. I wouldn't name well, my I don't son want it. Uh, it was like back in the day they did that, right? It was like to show honor to your father that the firstborn son has to be named after the father and so on and so forth. Show nope. honor to your father by not being a piece of shit. Start yeah, with that. Yeah, that would be great too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do it. And uh, we'll see here. So John Battaglia Sr. had worked in logistics in the Army Medical Corps. John Jr. was a army brat right and Mm -hmm. john senior ran his house like he would his soldiers unfortunately john Mm. jr and his four siblings lacked parental comfort as john's mother she struggled with depression and she had she committed suicide when john was young yeah so john didn't have the greatest upbringing he didn't have a loving home to come home to and it's suspected that his father was physically abusive uh towards his mother Um, so it's not a great example as a father right it was just not a very good environment 
So during John Jr.'s uh, college years, by this time, he had his dad had already retired from the army. And so he begins to really start thinking about his future. And he, at this time, is still living at home. And like I said, things at home aren't that great. So John, being the oldest child and seems to be his father's target all the time during arguments, he takes the brunt of everything. So John Jr., he begins to experiment with drugs. And he also starts dealing drugs. And he gets in some trouble mm. with the law. And so then he's like, well, shit, I guess I will join the military as well. You know, follow in my, follow in my father's footsteps. So he joins the Marines. <clears throat> he served for four years in logistics and then decides that he would rather become an accountant. And so he moves to Dallas, Texas. And that is what he does in 1982. He becomes a um, public something or other accountant. I'll come to it. I wrote it down. Uh, in 1984, during a work party, John meets Michelle. Michelle was working for a prestigious law firm in Dallas, Texas. Michelle was a very smart and very accomplished woman um, in her career. So Michelle had been previously married and had a seven-year-old son from that marriage. So she was super impressed with John because he was charming and very handsome. John had actually worked as a model while attending school to become a certified public accountant. So he was very handsome. And this hmm. worked for him, right? Of course. So Michelle, you know, they start a relationship and she's worried about how, you know, he's going to see her because she was previously married and because she has a son. But John doesn't, it, it doesn't even phase him. He's thrilled that, that he's going to have an Insta family, right? So he, they start a relationship, they head off. And then she's like, okay, let's, I'm going to take you back to my home state in Louisiana. I want you to meet my family. So they begin the relationship. Everything's pretty and rosy. And so on this road trip back to Louisiana to see Michelle's family, John is cut off by another driver and he, this upsets him a lot. And so he decides to catch up to them and he's like, I'm going to scare these fuckers. He pulls out a gun. He had a gun on him. And he starts waving at them. And Michelle's like, what? Mm. <laughs> she sees it and she's like, this is a red flag. And she's worried about her and her son's safety at this point. And then so she, they like go and they have, you know, the um, an evening with her family. They visit the family and she's like, she just isn't comfortable. And she's like, decides right. that she's going to break it off. But Michelle then learns that she is pregnant. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, it's. Not like, oh, no, but, but oh, no, do because... Oh, Something God. to tie you to this person now, like, it's yeah. going to decide, yeah. it'd be the deciding factor. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Michelle confides in her mother about John's display of anger and that she is also pregnant with his baby, but her mother, bless her heart, <laughs> tells Michelle that it is best for her to marry John. She's already a single mother to her son mm -hmm. and raising one child on her own is hard enough, let alone two. Yeah. And so she thinks yeah. that it'd be best that Michelle marry John um, so they can both raise the children. <sighs> you know, I don't know. So yeah. Michelle takes her advice and she does in fact marry John on April 28th, 1984. But soon after the marriage, John becomes abusive towards Michelle and her young son. 
He actually at one point threw um, her son against the wall after an argument. He threw this child, yes, this child against the wall. He was very aggressive with Michelle and the son. He also put Michelle in a chokehold when she was five months pregnant because she asked John for a little bit of help around the house. This woman was very smart and she worked. She also had a job, you know, and he worked. Fucking pull your own weight, you loser. But no, he got all offended because he couldn't have his little wifey doing all the wifey duties, you know, that he probably grew up watching. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, he put her in a chokehold. So things still weren't great. And after their daughter, uh, Christy, was born, things just continued to escalate. At one point, Michelle filed a request for John to be arrested on grounds of harassment. On another occasion, he assaulted her outside of the school Christy attended. On another, he (sighs) caused her a broken nose. And in another incident, yeah, he assaulted her at a bus stop in retaliation for the arrest request, causing her to be admitted to a hospital. Yeah, so he beat her pretty bad. Wow. Okay? Just make note of all Mm. those assaults, Jen. Make note. Michelle filed for divorce and had a restraining order put on John, but this did not stop him from terrorizing Michelle. He actually broke into her home. No, it didn't stop him at all because it's just a piece of paper, right? Right. Yeah. He actually broke into her home one night and stood over her bed and threatened to kill her. He stole, (gasps) yeah, he stole the restraining order paperwork from her home. When Michelle called the police, they were like, "Mm, meh, there's nothing we can do. You guys are still married and he has a right to be in his home because she had no Oh my God. It's like, don't they keep records on this shit? But... Yeah, like at the court. I mean, the judge is the one who writes it up, right? So the court should have a a copy for themselves. Yeah, but I guess right then and there, they didn't really care. It was the Uh, 80s. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Good times. Good times, 80s. Big hair. Big hair. Poofy shoulders. (laughs) Okay. So John, he continues to harass and threaten Michelle, and the police don't do anything about it. Until one day on her way to work, John throws a rock at her car while she's still in it. Like she's driving it and he just lobs a rock at her. Oh, my God. Yeah. This, this incident, throwing the rock, not the beatings, this earns him mm-hmm. a week long stint in jail. Oh, yeah. Really showed him with a week. Yeah. There's your time out. Yeah. Here's your time out. So upon his release, <sighs> he's very apologetic and Michelle decides to drop the charges thinking that a stint in no. jail. Yeah, she thinks that, you know, this stint in jail may have straightened him out yeah, and maybe scared him. And maybe Bless her heart. Will. I know. It's it's bad <laughs> all around. Yeah. It's typical, though. If That's how it always seems because they're so narcissistic mm-hmm. and they just, they know how to apologize and know how to get back into your life. Mm-hmm. It, they, they charm you yep. thinking everything's going to be okay again. And don't worry, I will never do it again. It's... I feel horrible. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. You just wait, Jen. So she also thought that he would only be sentenced to time served anyway. So that's why she, she didn't want to drag it out anymore. So that's why she didn't. She dropped the charges. She's like, well, if I keep this going, he, he was already in jail for a week. They'll probably just call it time served. And on our merry way we go. 
why drag this out? And um, so John finally decides to sign the divorce paperwork in July of 1987. And uh, he is actually granted unsupervised visits with his daughter because he was considered oh, no. an unfit husband, but a fit father. Uh. Uh, how he threw the son against the wall yeah but it wasn't his son i guess because it's not his own blood i don't know but don't worry the harassment continued (laughs) he's relentless and hell-bent on making michelle's life a living hell michelle had had enough and she reports him again when john finds out that she reported him he finds her walking on the street one day And because the fucker kept a close eye on her and he didn't, you know, didn't Mm -hmm. care about the restraining order, he instantly starts to beat her on the street right then and there. And he beats her so bad. On the street. On the street. Just. Oh, my God. With bystanders and everything. He didn't care. And he beats her so bad (gasps) that her eyes are swollen shut for a week. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Just. No, I can't. (sighs) I just don't know how. I feel so bad for anyone who is put through that. Yes. It's horrible. And then listen to this. It's horrible. The legal system fails her again, Jen. It fails Michelle again. He only receives probation for this public beating. And he's still allowed to see his daughter after all of that. Oh, my God. Uh, Yep. So (sighs) Michelle is like, fuck the shit and moves to her home state of Louisiana. She packs up her shit, and she's like, I'm leaving. I'm not going to be within reach of your fist anymore. And she takes off. And she takes her experience of being abused, domestic abuse, and makes it a career, and she educates others on the subject. So she takes this terrible, terrible thing that has happened to her over the last few years Mm -hmm. with this horrible monster and she's like this is what i went through i'm gonna educate you on this and we're we're gonna stop this so she makes a career out of it it's awesome so now john is left single and ready to mingle (laughs) that's what he does he (laughs) he meets um mary jean mary jean pearl at a party one day and she becomes his second wife Again, he charms her with his good looks and personality, you know, and a Marine, he's a Marine vet to boot. So that's all very sexy and appealing. And she's like, yeah, let's, let's get this going. So John is very Mm. honest about his history with Michelle and run-ins with the law. Sort of, sort of. Uh -uh. Yeah. He does tell Mary Jean about the domestic abuse, but he really downplays it and, and like acting like he was the victim. And he painted Oh God. Yeah. He painted Michelle as a terrible person. So of course. you know, he turned the tables and he made Mary Jean mm-hmm. believe that that he was the victim, basically. So Mary Jean and John dated for six months. And even after what John had told her regarding Michelle the couple married in 1991. But, Jen, there's always a big but. Almost always. immediately. In fact, on the evening of their wedding, here comes John with his bullshit again. Oh, God. However, before Mary Jean could even react to John's behavior, because, again, he becomes abusive, mostly m- mentally and verbally. Mostly. Mostly. 
Not so much physically. Yeah. Not usually physically right away, more just the, yeah, the mental yeah. verbal yeah. abuse. Mm. So before Still she terrible. before she can even react to that, mm-hmm. guess what? She finds what? out that she's pregnant. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. So, oh, my God. This guy. I know. So Mary Jean gives birth to their first do- their first child together, a daughter named Faith, in 1992. And the abuse continued. So like I said, I don't think from what I read and what I heard, it wasn't physical abuse. It was mostly, it was mostly verbally and mental abuse. Yeah. So, yeah. which is just as bad. It, it is, yeah. yeah. Which is just it, as it bad. It is. It t- that takes a toll on your mental health. It, oh, yeah. Those are so scars much. that are not visible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, and so around 1993, things kind of calmed down for a bit. John actually became a whistleblower at his uh, company. What He discovered that his company, the company that he worked for, had mishandled numbers mm-hmm. for a government contract, and so a lawsuit ensued. And the, John was looking at uh, getting a large sum of money, like millions of dollars for this. Oh, great. Yeah. Just so, what he needs. Exactly, money to give him more power. Yeah. So uh, if they won the lawsuit, he would make all these millions. And this went on for years. Uh, and there's and then during this time, their second child was born in 1995. Another daughter um, named Liberty May, um, and everything seemed to be going a little bit smoother for the time being, until in 1998, he lost the lawsuit. Oh. So John was Uh-oh. no longer preoccupied with the lawsuit, and he was upset about losing it. Guess who he took his anger out on? His wife. Oh God. Yeah. So one night after an argument in 1999, they got into some argument and he threw a cookie at Mary Jean, like a cookie. And she was like, what the fuck? I've had enough. <laughs> like, I've had enough of this. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, you're, <laughs> you're ridiculous. You threw a cookie at me. And she kicks him out. And he leaves. He leaves. Because it's her house. It's her house. He has oh. no right to it. Because her parents. Smart bought it for her as a wedding gift yeah yeah they were they had they had money like her her family had money so right good yeah mary jean is then granted a restraining order and she files for divorce but just like with michelle he doesn't respect the restraining order and he's back on his bullshit right yeah and christmas um of the same year of 1999 john shows up to mary jean's home with the oldest daughter, Christy, from his previous marriage to Michelle. And Mary Jean is reluctant to let him in because she does, because they do have, I mean, she does have a restraining order against him. But she's like, it's Christmas. I want, you know, my girls to see their older sister and, uh, and their dad too. And she's like, it's in the spirit of Christmas. And she lets him in with the daughter, right? And as soon as John mm-hmm. sets foot in the house, he attacks Mary Jean and he takes, he like, he starts beating her in front of the girls. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Can you imagine? On Christmas. On Christmas Day. Come on. Yeah. So then in August of 2000, John goes to court for the assault. So, you know, she reports it in December. And it isn't until August that 
he goes to court for this assault. And the judge gives him mm. a $2,000 fine and a year in prison that was then reduced to two years probation. So this oh my guy, God. yes, so this guy is just getting by on the skin of his teeth. Like, he's just skimming by. Yeah. Like, how? A slap on a hand. Oh. He's getting off you did so a bad thing. easy. Yeah, you did a bad thing. We should put you in jail for this long, but actually we're going to not do that. We're going to give you... We're just going to do probation. Yeah. We're going to just... We're going to say that you uh, have learned your lesson and we'll just keep a, an, an an eye on you mm-hmm. while you go out and do your do your business. Keep beating your wife. Keep harassing your mm-hmm. ex-wife and your, you know, both yep. of your ex-wives. Now, Mary Jean is then granted a divorce, but she has to pay John $75,000. Why? 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 That's ridiculous. Yeah. And um and on top of that, he is still granted visitation rights with his daughter. Ah. Uh, yeah. Like why? why? How yeah. does this guy keep getting away with this? If at all you ever are found guilty of beating if physically abusing your spouse, you should not allow not be allowed to have unsupervised uh unsupervised what is it called visits whoa thank you (laughs) brain left again malignant unsupervised visits i wanted to say vision and i was like that's not right you can't have unsupervised visions nope it's not allowed you should have supervised visits at a facility (laughs) with your children yeah there's just you can't Yes. This is ridiculous. Yes. I Way agree. to go. But I guess because... Thank you, justice system. I guess because he wasn't abusive towards his daughters and it was only towards his his wives. Like, they're like, oh, he's okay. But it's like, oh... oh he's fine. He doesn't take his like, anger out on, on the kids. It's fine. It's Not just yet. It's just the wife. No yeah. big deal. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it. Yes. So, one of the conditions to being on probation is to... Um, drug test to make sure he's keeping clean right because he did have well he had had a history of drug use but i don't think it has anything to do with being on probation i think being on probation you still have to do it you just correct have to yeah. yeah correct me if i'm wrong so he 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 tests positive for marijuana on one of those uh, drug tests random drug tests and this should have been reason enough to consider it a violation of his probation and it should have put him in jail but that didn't happen it didn't happen he somehow got away with it again just skims by i don't know how the justice system uh, i don't know john continues to harass mary jean mary jean continues to report him it's just an ongoing circle and this guy is not going to jail but finally the court now wants a copy of his records his probation officer has paperwork on his desk submitted that sits there for way too long and then he he then calls John and informs John that the court will be looking into his violations. John is now trying to convince Mary Jean to drop the charges for the most recent event, which was him calling her and insulting her. And she has recordings of it, of him calling her where he's just just insulting her with crazy mean things he's saying to her he calls her like a pig and stuff yeah Uh, and she has recordings that she recorded yes exactly she recorded and she has all this evidence and so now the court is like let's look at your record now we'll look at it even not before with all the shit you've done now we'll look at it 
So he's worried. He's like, shit, this might actually put me in jail this time because they're going to review my record and see everything that's on there. Let me try to convince her. So she drops the charges and I don't have to go to jail. So two mm-hmm. weeks after Mary Jean presented the recordings of his harassment, they uh, there's a they file an arrest warrant with the DA. John is fucking delusional, okay? He he is such a narcissist. I saw an interview with him on YouTube and he's just, I'll talk about it later, but he's a narcissist. Um so he gets a hold of his first wife, Michelle. Right? Because he's like facing jail Not time. Great. He's facing jail time at this point. And he's trying to hurry up and try to get out of it. So he calls his first wife, Michelle, yeah. and acts like the victim in all of this. He tells Michelle that Mary Jean could stand losing the girls in order to get her to calm down. He's like, this is what she needs. She needs to lose the girls. It might get her to calm down, drop these charges and see that, you know, I'm serious or whatever. Like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to jail, basically, is what he's saying. In his eyes, I think, in his eyes, she's exaggerating everything, right? Mary Jean is in his eyes. And he's the victim. So he asks Michelle to talk to Mary Jean and try to convince her to drop the charges. And this is what he's trying to tell Michelle. But I think Michelle's like, no, you're crazy. Like, you're delusional. You did it all to me as well. So, yeah, yeah, and now, on May second of two thousand one, Mary Jean dropped off her daughters with John for his you know his visitations. They met like mm. they had a public place where they would meet, and he they made the exchange. you know, the girls went with him. They went out to dinner and discussed future plans for the following weekend, and his oldest daughter, Faith, was quick to remind him that there wasn't going to be a next weekend. She's like. You know, mom said that you're facing jail time. Like, we can't make plans. And he was like, what? And he got super upset. And he's like, takes Uh the girls home. He takes the girls home. And he insisted that Faith, the oldest daughter, call her mother since he technically couldn't do it himself because of the restraining order. And Faith reminded him, like, you can't call. You can't call her. It's against the law. And he's like, you do it then. So he makes her. Um, They have a a little bit of a hard time reaching Mary Jean. And finally, Mary Jean calls them back, actually, after she gets, she, like, gets a message from her mom. So Mary Jean, when she makes a phone call and she hears Faith sobbing on the other end. And John puts her on speakerphone and instructs Faith to ask her mother. He's like, hey, ask your mother why, why does she want daddy to go to jail? Then Mary Jean heard what will be engraved in her brain and her soul for the rest of her life. She hears Faith say, no, daddy, please don't, don't do it. Mary Jean then yells into the phone to the girls to run. She says, get out of there, like run, run babies, get out of there. But it's too late. She hears John shoot her daughter. Oh my God. Yeah. He shoots Faith three times. And Liberty five times. So both girls, he executed them. And all of a sudden, it it quiets down. And John approaches the receiver and says to Mary Jean, quote, Merry fucking Christmas, end of quote. This was a reference to the 1999 Christmas assault. Right. That I guess started all of this. (laughs) 
So yeah, because it's her fault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Mary Jean calls nine one one and rushes to the scene, hoping it was all just one of John's games and that her daughters are still alive. But the girls were pronounced dead at the scene. John had already fled the scene and was at a nearby a nearby uh, bar after having ingested a handful of tranquilizers, I think, in the hopes of committing suicide. Yeah. Now, Mary Jean, in order to try and protect John's oldest daughter, Christy, because she's like, you know, he did this to my babies. What's going to stop him from doing it to Michelle's baby? So she calls Michelle and informs her of the horrific event. Michelle then realizes that her that her like answering machine has a message from John, actually, that she hasn't listened to. because She's probably like, this fucker calling again. And um, mm-hmm. in the message that she listens to, John addresses his oldest daughter, Christy, and he says he loves her and that he will be sending her all of his money soon, that she is to invest it wisely. So almost like his his will slash suicide note. And yeah. then so while all this happened, John, when he fled, he goes to a tattoo parlor. Once he he goes to the bar, gets drunk and then goes to a tattoo parlor and gets two roses tattooed on his left bicep with his daughter's names inscribed and representing his daughters. And he says that that's how, you know, it's to keep my daughters with me forever. But like, well, you just shot them. So they're not going to be with you forever. And he was (sighs) apprehended shortly from the tattoo parlor. And it resulted in him getting into a fist fight with like four, four or six officers. And, um, his mugshot actually shows him with a really nasty black eye because he resisted arrest. And police also confiscated 16, 16 firearms from his home. 16. Jeez. Why does a person why do need, need that many? Yeah. What? Why? Why? I understand. What person needs that many? I understand that there's gun collectors out there. Right. But there shouldn't be. Boom. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. So, John had also left messages on the girl's home phone. So, Mary Jean's home phone. And it said, quote, Hi, girls. I just want to tell you how very, very brave you were. And I hope you are resting in a better place now. I wish that you had nothing to do with your mother. She's evil and vicious and stupid. End quote. That's horrible. That guy has serious mental issues. Yeah serious mental issues that's a full-blown narcissist right there yeah well that comes into play that comes into play so he's arrested right and now his Mm -hmm. capital murder trial began on april 22nd 2002 and was held at frank crowley court's building in dallas jurors deliberated for 19 minutes before convicting battaglia of the highest charge capital murder during the penalty phase of the trial, Bataglia's lawyer argued that their client should not receive the death penalty because he had bipolar disorder. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, oh, let's not give him the death sentence. He didn't know what he was doing. Yes, he Whatever. fucking knew. He, he knew exactly what he was doing. Yes. I- exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And he admitted it to Michelle that he said that girls he needs to get whatever and get rid of the girls in some way that he, he needed needs to, to make sure mary jane doesn't have yeah, the girls that he didn't, yeah exactly so on april 30th 2002 the same jury sentenced bataglia to death 
After he received his sentence, Bataglia was held at the Polanski unit near Livingston. Uh, after the sentencing, his ex-wife told him to, quote, burn in hell forever, end quote. She also said, yeah. quote, you are one of the most heinous murderers of modern times. I would like to say the next time you see me is when they put the needle in your arm. But I'm not going to Oof. waste. I'm not going to waste the time to be here. End quote. Oof. Yeah. You go, girl. Yeah. I would have said some more choice words. Mm hmm. So I guess uh, I didn't know this, but death sentences are automatically appealed. I guess to give him another chance to fight it, maybe. But so Bataglia's uh, appellate attorney fought to have his sentence commuted from death to life without parole. Bataglia was scheduled to be executed on March 30th, 2016. But the um, the fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals issued a stay so that the court could rule on his attorney's claims that he was not mentally competent to be executed. The state of Texas mm. did not challenge this day, and his execution was postponed. On August 15th, 2016, Bataglia was given an execution date of December 7th, 2016. And on December 2nd, 2016, the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals issued a stay of execution for Bataglia due to questions concerning his mental health competency. Again, keep going. You know, yes, he's crazy, but he knew what he was doing. So yeah. the ruling gave his attorney 60 days to argue before the Court of Criminal Appeals. On September 20th, 2017, the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals dismissed Bataglia's claim of mental incompetence. In November 2016, a mental health expert testified that Bataglia was likely faking symptoms of mental illness in an attempt to delay his execution. Uh, the appeals court affirmed this, stating that Bataglia was likely exaggerating his sanity. Before making the challenge of uh, the challenges of mental capacity, Bataglia read about relevant legal cases in the prison law library. So he was studying up on how to look crazy, basically, and mm -hmm. and what he could get away with. Um, on October 31st, 2017, Bataglia's death warrant was signed and a new execution date was set for February 1st, 2018. Subsequent appeals had failed, so Bataglia was executed by lethal injection at, at 9.40 p.m. on February 1st, 2018 at the Huntsville unit in Huntsville. Nearly 16 years after his original sentencing, no one was in the convict side of the witness of the witness room. Good. He didn't have anybody. Mary Jean, mm -hmm. who had changed her mind about attending um, at this point, was in the victim side of the death chamber viewing area to watch him die. Upon seeing his ex-wife in the witness room, Bataglia said with a smile on his face, quote, well, hi, Mary Jean. Then turning End quote. Then turning to the warden, stated, quote, I'll see y'all later. Bye. Go ahead, please. End quote. As she walked away from the from the glass window that separated her from Bataglia, Mary Jean said, I've seen enough of him. He received the injection and the he closed his eyes, leaned his head back and then opened his eyes again. And he said, am I still alive? And they waited about 20 minutes. It took effect 
where he finally closed his eyes, started snoring, stopped breathing, and then he was gone forever. And he's dead. And he's dead and hopefully burning in hell. If hell is a real place, that's where he's going to be. But I think. I hope so. Yeah. I think we live on hell personally, but for people like him, (laughs) there's another level of hell. Yeah. A a more torturous hell for him for what he Mm -hmm. put everyone through. Yes. Yeah. And how he was, like I said, I watched an interview with him and he was basically like, he, he was like, she made me shoot them. Yeah. Mary, Mary Jean made me shoot them. It's her fault. I don't even remember. I don't even remember what happened. I blacked out. It was (laughs) ridiculous. And he is a narcissist and nothing was his fault. It was just the most disturbing thing to watch. I couldn't even stare at his face anymore i was like i have to close this out i can't listen to him anymore it was just so just awful what he what he did to his beautiful little girls and the hole he left in this world how everyone it you know just two innocent lives the most innocent of innocent you know children right it's horrible to take a life but then you take your take two lives that you created you helped create Mm -hmm. that you are supposed to be a caretaker for that the uh, justice system thought it was totally fine for you to have supervision or unsupervised visits with like yeah are you and you would just take it away like that yeah like no big deal because you're punishing somebody else yeah you're punishing somebody else blaming them Mm -hmm. that it's their own fault that they pushed you to that point that's true. That's a true narcissist there. And actually, the judge that had handled the case, the the case of uh, his parole and all that, but it was it was whoever handled his case, his parole or his probation. I'm sorry. He tried to run for like f- something in Dallas, some sort of figure, and Mary Jean was against it, and she used this whole situation that happened to her and how this the justice system failed her against him and he ended up resigning from the position gosh i wish i would have written it down now i don't i don't know where my info info went but yeah yeah so that is a terrible story of this monster john battaglia Mm -hmm. and the beautiful little girls whose life he took faith and liberty yeah sorry too soon (sighs) Yeah, I should. Way too soon. That's horrible. I know. It was, yeah. So there you go, Jen. (laughs) Oof. Ooh. Man. That was a hard one. Mm -hmm. That was really hard. Sorry. It's okay. You know, stories like that, though, need to be out. People need to know about them and understand, like, there are people out like that and learn from it. So if you ever encounter somebody in the same type of way you need to get the fuck away from them run as fucking soon as run. possible there's a red flag run away run yeah run. go yes. go away you do not want to be associated with those people you're never going to fix a narcissist no, never it's never going to happen it will never change they will always always blame you yes for their problems they will always blame you it's always going to be your fault mm-hmm you're going to get caught up and feel guilty and it it's it's not you it's not you it is them it is 100% them. Mm-hmm. it is their fault they're the ones who are doing this it's not you and i uh. please 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 if you're in a situation 
similar to this, where you're in a, an abusive relationship, please seek help. We know it's difficult. Yeah. We know it is. Yeah. I mean, I personally mm-hmm. have not dealt with that level of abusiveness, but I, I did have – I have had experience with a person who was a narcissist that I was in a relationship yeah. with and how they can brainwash you essentially – Yes. Into believing that it is your fault. Um, I'm not talking about Kyle. No, Kyle's an <laughs> Kyle's an angel. He's an angel. Um, yes. But no, if you're in a relationship like this, please run. There is help, and you there is hope. Find help. Find yes. hope. Get out of there please. for your own good. For run, you, for yeah. your loved ones. Get help. Go get help from your family and whoever you can and just stay away. No matter what they do, just stay away. Stay away. As best as you can. Protect yourself. If you have children and protect all of you. Yes. It's, yeah, it's terrible. Yes. Those situations, a lot of them end up in terrible, bad, in terrible, yeah. terrible ways. It never ends so, good. It never ends good unless no. you're brave enough to get out of there. And you are. Right. You are brave enough and you should get out of there and it'll get better. Yes. Because you are better. You are way better than that. You deserve way better. Yes. You deserve way more than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one deserves to be treated that way. N- no one. No. N- not even a narcissist deserves to be treated that way. No. This not was... even. Not even the worst person in the world. Okay? This was a whole different level of scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Awful. Let's change the subject, Jen. Yes. Changing it. So I have just a very quick little thing. It's, um, I mean, super simple. I I can't remember. Have we ever talked about the GI Bill? I think we went into it a bit for education, but I don't know if we ever really discussed. Like gotten into it? No. The GI Bills. So that's something else that we'll get into We'll do a whole, it'll be a whole topic on just the GI Bill and the benefits and stuff. But what I have today is what I just read on military.com is a new article uh, that has, that talks about post the post 9-11 GI Bill changes. There's a new change being added to it. It's not anything bad. It's actually really good. So don't worry. (laughs) Um, so I'll give you a little rundown on the post 9-11 GI Bill as well, but I'll definitely get into it as a full topic soon. Mm-hmm. So you really understand the full benefits of it. Because it's pretty freaking awesome. Pretty freaking awesome. So, anyway, so with the changes. So, um, back in August, so just last month, the post 9-11 GI Bill users started having to verify their attendance with the Department of Veterans Affairs in order to receive their money every month. So the post-9-11 GI Bill provides you with education benefits for those who have served active duty for at least 90 days after September 10th, 2001. Mm. The post-9-11 benefits include 100% tuition and fee coverage, monthly housing allowance, up to $1,000 a year for books and supplies. Wow. The ability to transfer your bill to family members and the Yellow Ribbon program, which is where you can have all of your tuition paid for at a private school that are obviously 
a tremendous amount of money, typically, which normally your post-9-11 GI Bill wouldn't fully cover, but with this Yellow Ribbon program, it does fully cover you. Wow. Which is another one. I'll get into more details on that with a later topic. So, with the changes made in August, these only include technical colleges right now. That's it. So, trade school, technical colleges, not like when you're going to... The best kind. Before your college. Should I say? The mm-hmm. best kind. Yeah. Yeah. Technical colleges, great. 100%. They're great. So, the to verify your attendance, you will receive a text message from the VA after you've enrolled into your classes, which invites you to enroll in text message verification. At the end of each month, you will then get a text to verify you are still enrolled in your classes. Once confirmed, you will then receive your monthly housing allowance. If a student does not verify for two months, then the payment will stop for your housing until you then verify your enrollment. Um, If you do not receive a text message or you have opted out of them, then you must contact the VA by calling the GI Bill hotline. You have to do that by the end of the month, every month. Okay. So the text message seems very convenient if you're able to do that. Yeah. You always uh, have your phone. But again, on you. this is only right. We always do. Yeah. We we always do. Um. So again, it's just for technical colleges. Uh. But the VA is planning to roll out these changes for all schools starting in December. I don't know if that's the official official date, but that's what they said is in December. Okay. But also, you know. If you are already using your GA bill and you're listening to this and you're like, I I already know this because there are other GI bills not that are not post 9-11, but other GI, GI bills that already do this mandatory verification. Uh-huh. So if you do do it already, good for you. You already know what we're talking about. Yeah. Now post 9-11 GI bill will require you to verify every month in order to get your housing allowance. So do it. Because you need that housing allowance. It's it's a good payment. Yes, yes. It's a good payment. Absolutely. I didn't I didn't read fully. I think there's another article out too that I just saw that um as well I think it was along with the GI Bill that the your payments are gonna be increased because of the the um obviously because housing allowance is probably increasing based mm-hmm. on what where wherever you are. Obviously, there you go. It's yeah, there you go. And they're <laughs> going to get bigger and more expensive. Prices are rising, so your housing allowance will rise too. Okay, don't worry. So that's that's it. <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah, I, I definitely want to learn more about the GI Bill because, like, we've talked about, it, I know vaguely what it is and why it exists. Yeah, and actually, the other day I was at a meeting with Kyle and um somebody got up and was talking about the GI Bill. Apparently he had to pay into it like $100 a month or something like that. And it was this this gentleman that was a retired Air Force and he was like, when I first came in back in the, you know, early, early years of the 80s or I don't know when, but he's like, I was getting paid like $230 a month. He's like, you only got paid once a month. He's like, and then on top of that, the GI Bill was $100 a month. He's like, those, you know, having to give you know, such a large sum of my paycheck. And on top of that, had a wife, you know, to, to support. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, oh, yikes, I did not know that. So now the post 9-11 GI Bill, it's like, wow, it's it's a godsend, right? To um, mm-hmm. continue your education as well. So, yeah. Yeah, Kyle took me yeah. Kyle took me on a meeting with him. It was really <laughs> it was really funny. He invited me out to lunch. I was like, "Okay, I'll meet you, you know, at the at the club on at the enlisted club." So I was sitting there and he goes, "Oh, can you meet me on the other side of the club cuz I'm in a meeting." And I was like, "What? I'm already sitting down." So he came and grabbed me and I went and sat down and sat in on his meeting and listened and it was his first AFSA meeting. Um for Air Force, I don't know what it stands for. Air Force Sergeant something something. Something something. Air Force Sergeants Association. <laughs> and it was his first one yeah, since sure. moving here. Sure, so sure, they sure. were like, oh, you know, something something about uh, work home balance they were talking about. And, uh, you know, if you have any advice on work home balance we'd love to hear it and then he had to introduce himself because it was his first meeting and so he gets up and he's like hi my name is blobby blobby blah blah it's you know it's my first meeting since arriving he's like the way i manage uh work home balances is i bring my wife with me <laughs> and I, was standing outside. I was like yes i'm here he's like that's how we balance it <laughs> he's like i bring my wife oh with jeez. Me. <laughs> nice nicely done kyle yeah i was like yeah it's bring your bring your wife to work day (laughs) bring your spouse to work (laughs) so there i was sitting for half an hour listening to these people it was really informative they had a lot of um like base-wide information so it was really informative yeah yeah i was like i should i should sit in on this more often i think next one i'll sit in on it too so i am i'm informed (laughs) so you're now informed yeah and you're balancing, and he's then still balancing yeah. work and home life Bring together. Bring your spouse to work day. Bring your spouse to your meetings. Yeah. Can you imagine me trying to ride the fire truck as they're getting an emergency? I was like, I'm supposed to be on here. <laughs> I'm, suppo- <laughs> I'm supposed to be with him today. It's bring your spouse to I'm- work day. Yeah, bring your spouse to work day. I have to do. I got to go everywhere with you. I got to <laughs> do everything. Yeah, everything. I can do. I'm CPR certified. Move over. <laughs> Young, yeah, young I can fireman. <laughs> I can do this. Watch this. Yeah. As I'm singing, staying alive, right? To yes. do the compressions. Or my uh, my CPR teacher that I had a few years ago, she told me, she's like, now don't say it out loud, but also what has the same beat is another one bites the dust. But she's like, that's not appropriate. Another one bites the dust as you're, but, as you're giving CPR, yeah. And another one yep. gone, and another one gone. Another one yep. bites the dust. She's like, well, I mean, it's a good beat. Yeah. Think it in your head. That's a good one. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, how can you not? I'm trying to get my son to dress up as Freddie Mercury for Halloween, and he won't do it, Jen. Can you picture Aww. him? Picture yes, a hundred percent. he'd be so cute, and he won't. That would be so cool. He's like, oh I want to be an alien zombie. <laughs> it's like you're a zombie like every year. <sighs> you're either a skeleton or a zombie every year. Yeah, be like, just let me, let me pick it for you, son. Yeah. Come on, and uh, you, let me do this. My daughter did say she wanted to dress up as Selena, and I was like, yes. Yes, girlfriend. Let me do oh that for God. you. Oh my God! If you got her that like red maroon outfit yeah, that Selena wears, one. that like the bodysuit, yeah, mm-hmm. with the bell bottoms, or oh my God, just anything, any of her outfits. Yes, 
I know. Oh my gosh. My favorite <gasps> one of hers is where she's wearing that sheer top. She's got a sheer top yes. with a black bra underneath it. And she's got like a glittery skirt on. She's got these booties yeah. and her hair's pulled back. She looks so elegant. I, that was probably one of my favorite yes. one of her outfits. Oh yeah. my gosh. So she said she wanted to. And then today we went into the Halloween store on base and they were like, oh, look at this one. I was like, if you wear this one, 50 more children are going to wear the same costume. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about making your own costumes at home. There's so much more Let's fun. Let's be unique. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I was like, let's do Shit's Creek, please. Let me be Moira. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. And your daughter can be Alexa. I mean, Alexis, she and then... has the hair just like her. Oh, my gosh. She's just oh as God. sassy. And then your son could be David. David. Yeah. He's got oh the hair. My oh, my God. I just need to paint some eyebrows on him. Yeah. He's got the hair. Oh, oh wouldn't gosh. that be so cute? <laughs> That would be so funny. Yeah. I would love that. Oh, that would be awesome. They never want to play with me. Last year, it was easy to convince them because we had just watched Beetlejuice. And I was like, I had been wanting to do it for years. I was like, please, let's dress up as Beetlejuice. And we did. And it was hilarious. And people were taking pictures of us because we did the trunk or treat. Yes. I was like, how did we? It was awesome. I was like, how did we not win the trunk or treat? How did we not win? Mm-hmm. Because we're like, oh, my God, this is the best one. And I was like, I know. We worked so hard on our costumes. It was great. It was great. I love that. Anyways, love Jen, that. what are your kids going to dress up as? I have no idea. Halloween costumes are very hard to get out here. And then yeah. we're just items to build a costume are very hard to find out here. So I, I don't know. Thrift We've store. already procrastinated, and it's mid mid to end of September, so we're pretty much screwed, and it's whatever I can find at a store. Let it be, be free. free. I want to. I want, I to, want to break free. There you go. I want to. Uh, That's it. I want to break free. <laughs> we will. We will. We will break free eventually, because it's going to happen, right? It's ha- It has it's to. Happen. It has to. <laughs> It has to, for my own sanity. Uh, for everyone's sanity. You guys are holding out strong. I'm proud of you all. So proud of you proud guys. Proud of you all for doing this. So two proud years, of you. Two years now of this craziness. For reals, we're coming up on two years in, what, January? I think it was when... Well, maybe, like the first, like, actual case that they know of happened in November. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so... Who knows? This could have been going on way, way earlier than that. We just never really, you know, again, like you never really realized until like when it started hitting the United States mm-hmm. hard in what January, February, more like end of February, March time. Yeah, yeah. Where it started getting really serious. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Someone Whatever. posted <sighs> on one of the Facebooks the other day about a hot Cheeto flavored Mountain Dew. What? You heard me. <laughs> uh. You heard me. Hot Cheeto flavored Mountain Dew. Mountain no. Dew on its own glows, right? Yeah. I haven't had one in yeah. like, I think I've had maybe like one or two in my life and I thought they were the most disgusting sludge of my life. Anyways. But, Oof, look at all that sugar. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, it's nasty. Ah. But hot Cheeto flavored ones. 
And so no. they posted on the page and they were like excited about it. And they were like, I can't wait to get these here. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you yeah. would eat that, but you won't get the vaccine. Right. But you'll put that in your body. God knows what that is. What gives Mountain Dew its color and hot right? Cheetos? I love hot Cheetos. Don't get me wrong. But. Oh, yeah. We put things in our mouth without question, but we won't get right? a vaccine for the greater good. How was this made? How how was this made? We don't know, but I'm going to eat it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Twinkies. <laughs> what is a Twinkie? Disgusting, first of all. A sponge and cream, and it's delicious. <laughs> I washed my dishes with it. <laughs> you know what's really good? Is it Little Debbie? This is a plug for Little Debbie. Those oatmeal cookies with the cream is two oatmeal cookies Ew. with the cream in the middle Ew. no jen hear me Ew. out hear me out go put one i in. used to eat those oh. i know yes they're so they're oatmeal good. cookies they're... that's like something you're you know like my grandpa used to have at home cookies. instead of like you know chocolate chip no they're so good with the cream in the middle oh those are my jam it's all fluffy in the middle i bought some for the kids <laughs> right because i was like the kids are going to eat me out of the house all the time. So I buy snacks and right. I put them in their backpacks and I give them like a fruit or like chopped up carrots or something. And then I like to put a little sweet treat in there for them or crackers, whatever there it is. So I bought a bunch of snacks today and I bought those cookies and I got kind of hungry. I was like, I'm going to eat one. I was like, holy hell, these are so good. And then at night I was like, we ate our dinner. I told Kyle, you want a cookie? It's <laughs> like, we, <laughs> we were so good. The kids love them. I love oatmeal. Oatmeal. I just wish they were a different cookie. <laughs> oh, poor Jen. <laughs> what's, in, what's in the middle? Like a marshmallow fluff or something? I don't know. Maybe go make yeah. your own chocolate chip it's... cookies and put that. <gasps> go yeah, make your own chocolate good. chip cookies and put that in the middle. Marshmallow fluff. Make your own chocolate chip cookies and put fucking Haagen-Dazs ice cream in the middle. Yes. Boom. Eat it. Yes. Yeah. Except that's... Ben and Jerry's. Yes. Except Ben and Jerry's. Yes, Ben and Jerry's, Baskin Robbins, whatever ice cream you want. I'm fucking hungry now. I I'm hungry. I'm not gonna make dinner. <laughs> I just realize it's very late here as we record. Not very late, but yeah. It's I need. To, I'm gonna make myself a grilled cheese. Ooh, yum! That sounds good. Make mm -hmm. yourself that dang grilled cheese. I, I will. That's what I'm gonna do. I'll see what Kyle wants. <sighs> <laughs> wants dinner every day like i am his slave like i'm some sort of maid he keeps <laughs> well that was like one of the responses to that uh picture the picture that we put on the <laughs> yeah uh, on the facebook and stuff the other day too someone said like or it was that like how do you feel when someone says thank you for your service even though you're the spouse you know <laughs> and everyone's like you know it's like that awkward picture and then someone, someone uh, said, like, what was it? She was like, uh, I just tell him that I'm going to thank my, my spouse later because I'm just along for the ride and, and make food. Yeah. <laughs> I make <laughs> and food. And I'm like, yes, yeah, same. Same. Uh, yeah. I make the food. I make the food. <laughs> I'm just here to service my yep. husband as he serves you. You're welcome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for your service. <laughs> I mean thank you I for do your service, service. In a way. <laughs> I think next time somebody says that to you um, you should just answer thank you for your support 
because it just goes all the way around. Yeah. Say thank you for your support. Yeah. Buy your war bonds. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't forget to purchase your war bonds. I don't think they do that anymore. I don't think so. Right? Not no. anymore. Don't use copper. They need it for the war. That's why mm-hmm. in 19... 19- let me tell you, Jen. Let me give you a quick history lesson. Oh, Ready? Oh. You guys. Okay. I love history. history. Lesson. In 1943, during World War II, um, they were very stingy with copper because they needed it for, I don't know, ammunition, I guess. I think. And so the penny was made with um, metal, like a quarter. So silver plated, I guess. Right. Yeah. There was only three copper pennies made in 1943. My dad had one in his (gasps) wallet. Yes. And then in like 2001, they were asking for these pennies. I remember sitting there watching the news saying that these three pennies were worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. And my dad's like, and he runs to the room to grab his wallet and he goes, I don't have it. And we all looked at him. We're like, we've all seen that penny. We've all seen Mm -hmm. it. Where did it go? Where did it go? And I worked at a grocery store at the time. And every time they gave me change in pennies, I would look through the pennies and um, to see if I can find my dad's last penny. Three <laughs> copper pennies that were made. My dad had That's one. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Look it up. Look it up, people. History. 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 <laughs> History with Veronica. Yeah. <laughs> History. Anyways, that's all I have for today. You guys have been awesome. Thanks for listening. Yes. Thank you for your story, Veronica. That was terrible. Horrible. Really bad. I know. But thank story, you. I mean, your retelling was not bad. It was the story itself is horrible. Mm-hmm. But thank you for telling us something more informative and uplifting with the GI Bill, the post 9-11 oh, GI yes. Bill. So, no problem. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. Well, if you guys have any questions about your new overseas move or you have stories to share, you uh, true crime, if you've got a story you want to us to do, tell us. And you can tell us by emailing us at dependisplaining at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Tell us there if you want or just comment. We love to hear from you all. Yeah. And when you are listening... Feel free to go into your platform and rate and subscribe. Please. Like we tell you. Every day. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Every day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, five stars. Rate and subscribe. We love it. So if you are PCSing soon, congratulations. We're here for you. And if you are not, that's okay because your adventure awaits at your base that you're at. Yes. You just got to dig deep because, and look. Yeah, you do. And you'll find it. Mm-hmm. And we're here for you to, for your inner entertainment. Mm-hmm. Again, there goes my brain. It stopped. Entertainment. So. Malignant. Entertainment. Yeah, malignant. <laughs> Hopefully not all that. Uh, but so, yes. Entertainment for you. Always. And so then don't forget that wherever you go, there, there you, you are. are. Goodbye. Goodbye. I like that. Pitter patter. Pitter patter. <laughs>